Director's Notes, episode 344, Tomasz Wasilewski, United States of Love. Welcome to Director's Notes, the podcast dedicated to the what, how and why of independent filmmaking. Here's your host, Marvell. Three years ago, when I spoke to Tomasz Wasilewski about his sophomore feature, Floating Skyscrapers, the Polish director teased a future project which would be a portrait of the lives of four women in the wake of the collapse of communism. That idea came to fruition as a story of lust, isolation and loneliness called United States of Love. And so Tomasz returns to the podcast to delve further into his rigorous approach to rehearsals and to discuss the new difficulty he found when it came to editing a story in which multiple interacting characters' lives play on screen sequentially but all share synchronous timelines. So it's been several years since we last spoke, but I'm really happy to return to the broken people of um, Tomas Vasilevsky's cinema. Welcome back to Director's Notes. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. My pleasure. When we last spoke for Floating Skyscrapers, and my final question was to ask you what projects you had coming up. I remember you spoke about there was a project you wanted to do in New York, but uh-huh. then you also mentioned this project, which is... What turned. did I say? You, well, actually, you were very <laughs> enigmatic about it. You just went, oh, there's a project in New York, I don't really want to go into that. And then you mentioned um, United States of Love and that it was going to have four female protagonists, yes. but that was about it. At that point, when you were promoting Floating Skyscrapers, how developed was um, United States of Love as a concept? I already had the finished script, but I rewrote the script, actually, after I finished Floating Skyscrapers. You know, the way I work, I always do a lot of rehearsals. For each film, I did five months of the rehearsals. So, actually, the script changes during this process. And uh, as I am the script writer, I don't fight with the director, (laughs) so I can change it easily. And this is a normal process for me working on a film because I already direct when I write Mm -hmm. and I still write when I direct because I never divide making film on writing and director, even though, you know, you might say that it's two different things. But for me, for my filmmaking, it's only one way of making film. Floating Skyscrapers, um, it began as a much more female-centric idea, and yes. then it kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of evolved. So was um, this film a direct result of you not being able to use those female characters in Floating Skyscrapers? No, no, you know, like, it was a long process of working on Floating Skyscrapers, you know, and at the beginning, as you said, it was a story of uh, a mother and a, and a daughter, and relationship of this daughter with another girl. But at the end, when I was about to shoot the film, after a couple of years, I realized that um, it would be stronger uh, from the social side of the film to talk about two guys falling in love. But, you know, when I was thinking lately about this film, if I made this film now, probably I would do about uh, the girlfriend. (laughs) That would be my choice now. But it's, I think it's a normal situation for every filmmaker, you know, because we change, we grew up. 
we get more mature with every year. So our cinema, when it's um, outdoor cinema, and we're talking, in my case, it is outdoor cinema, it changes just like me, you know. Uh, hopefully it's going to be more mature with every year. So characters are going to change and my point of view on them is going to change as well. Yeah, because that maturity in your work, I mean, I would say that, you know, tracking from your first feature, which was very much focused on one character, then floating skyscrapers where you've got the four characters, and now we've got the four main characters, but also we've got these temporal overlapping as well, exactly. so you can kind of see the complexity building in the structure as well as the subject matter. Yeah, exactly. It was very difficult, actually, to tell the story without the main character, one main character, you know, because... United States of Love, it's a film about four women, but at the end, it's a film about one woman. That was very important for me, to put one um, woman in a body of four. So um, it was very complex uh, script and way of filmmaking and way of editing, you know, because during editing, I realized that with erasing any kind of a scene from the beginning of the film, all the other characters changes, you know? Taking one scene always had consequences on next characters. And actually that was amazing for me as a filmmaker to go through this process. It wasn't easy. It was quite hard, I would say, but it was fascinating for sure. That temporal shift, as well as overlapping, the time will kind of bounce back. Yes. And I'm curious as to how that affected where you stop each story. So, for instance, I suppose one of the major ones is, um, you know, his of the headmistress, where her story ends immediately in the next scene. We don't get the consequences of what happened at the end yes. of her story. We get a reset, and it's very yeah. clear, and you make that very clear in the way that you frame that classroom. So, could you speak about deciding where to stop the stories and whether we get to see the consequences or not of their um, actions? When you see United States of Love or my previous films, Floating Skyscrapers or In a Bedroom, you will notice that I give as less information as I can, you know, because I cut in and cut out of the story, portraying people, portraying their emotions and the process, what they're dealing with is the most fascinating for me. I don't care about the reason. Well, I care because I need to know the reason. The actors need to know the reason, but I, I believe that as less I tell people, as less I tell audience, there's a bigger chance for them to go with characters' emotions, you know? Because every information gives uh, less of uh, participating, you know, active participating in the life of the character. Because when we focus, when I focus as an author on um, characters' emotion, there's a chance that audience will find those emotions in themselves. I need empathy, audience empathy towards my characters. My films are not mission. I don't believe in mission in cinema. What I try to do is to touch people somehow, you know, to make them feel. And at the end, it's fascinating that the film for each person who lives cinema is going to be different as they are different, or their sensibility is different. And that's amazing in art, because at the end, art is who we are. And we made it, we make it, with being active with art. 
and this kind of cinema I love the most and this kind of cinema I try to do so I leave the film as open as I can and the lives of my characters I leave them open and then I let audience to decide what's going to happen to them actually that's a good point for me to pause I suppose and ask you for anyone listening who hasn't had a chance to see the film yet what's the film about you know it's a portrait of um, four women right after communism collapse in Poland but it's a portrait of human being in a moment of big crisis and you drew from your own well maybe not so much your own experiences but yeah. your own life and the experiences of those around you so when it came to writing the script did you do like first-hand interviews with people who were around there to get a feel for it or were you working from your memories or the you way know, that you understood things the stories I made them up it's my fantasy about the people I remember from that time. I don't make my films on a true stories. Sometimes I use the places that I remember from my life or true events from life, but it's always my fantasy about some situation or, or the people. In United States of Love, I went back to a place I grew up. It's a small town in, in the center of Poland. And I went back to times I remember when communism collapsed, it was 89, 90, and um, it was a special time for Polish people because, you know, all of a the sudden there was freedom. The world opened for us, but we don't know what to do with this freedom. It was a time when a lot of families were divided because uh, a lot of uh, men just left Poland to earn money. So. Uh, I still had images of this time in my memory, you know, in my head and my soul. So that was the heart, actually, of the film. That was the place I remember from my childhood. Your characters are all surrounded by people. You know, they live in that world. But they're all isolated and they're all alone. How did you approach conveying that through the cinematography? set to frame them and you know, the colors are very muted I think you said something about your memories there's no colors the first time yes. in your memory you know the DP of the film is a uh, like my hero Oleg Mutu I remember you know years before I started making films I already saw his films and I've always been a huge fan of his work and with this film I decided to just call him and ask if he would like to work with me he read the script he really liked it. We talked a lot about what is interesting for us in cinema. And at the end, we realized that we have a lot of in common, actually. So he decided to come to Poland and we made the film together. And when we talked about this time, you remember this time the same way, actually, you know? Because I grew up in uh, communism. I was nine when communism collapsed. Oleg is a bit older than me, but he grew up in Moldova, then he was in Romania. Uh, so he also remembered communistic regime. So uh, when we started talking about the visual side of the film, we very soon understood that we see it with colors, but in some desaturated way, you know? So um, we shot, actually we shot the film in those colors. During the, the shooting, we deleted, already we deleted some colors. Okay, so... Which was very important, actually, for us not to use specific colors. So, with the framing and with the architecture, like a set design was also very important, because everything what 
you can see in a film had to work for sensation of the communism. That was very important for me, not to talk about communism, but just try to feel it, like under your skin. And I think um, it worked out, you know, and uh, even though it's a very universal film about emotions, you know, audience all over the world understands it, still it's a film with a big part of not only Polish, but European history, actually. What did you shoot the film on? Uh, we shot it on Alexa. Have you always embraced the digital as opposed to, you know, a lot of filmmakers are still, even if they've never shot on 35, they still hold it very romantic? You know, I've never shot on 35, you know, I'm this generation of filmmakers that, uh, you know, we had access to uh, magnetic cameras, uh, so, you know, if I could, I would probably shoot on uh, 35 millimeters, but uh, usually when I talk to producers, they don't want to do it. <laughs> right. This is the case. It's not the director's or cinematographer's choice. At the end, it's always about the money. Money is always the problem. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about the amount of time that you take to work with your actors. What happens in that period? Do you run through the film or are you building the backstory? What is the groundwork that you're laying that is then going to reap the rewards once you make it to set? Actually, we do everything. Um, we talk about the characters, we try to think what happened to them before, what kind of life they had, what kind of people that m they met before, what they felt, what they feel now. Because, you know, for me it's very important to know what the characters feel in every second of the film. Because when I and uh, actors, when we understand this, we will always tell the truth. Because during the rehearsals, I don't rehearse actors because they're always amazing. They're very talented people. Uh, what we try to know, we want to be as close to characters as we can, you know, to understand them. So during those rehearsals, very often we just meet, drink wine, eat and just talk, you know, just talk about characters' feelings, we talk about our feelings, because in my cinema, when we work, we always work on ourselves, on our emotions, because we have to try to tell the true story of someone else or about their emotions. We first have to understand our emotions. So very often we go back to our memories, very difficult ones as well, and we have to trust each other, we have to get to know each other, to tell it, to be able to say, very, you know, like private memories from our life and then try to understand the emotion from our life and then put it to the film. I love this period of time. Because Do you work with them individually? Um, individually, but also in groups as well. It depends. Going back to the structure, you said it was difficult. How difficult was it to get there and to reach the place that you wanted to during the edit? Uh, it was extremely difficult. I edited the film for five and a half months. I realized that it has to be edited exactly the way it was written and shot. Of course, I changed some parts of the film. I always do. It's a normal practice for me. It's a process of finding the film. But I remember one day I tried to put Isa stories as a first one, just to check how it works, and it didn't work at all. Because on editing, I realized that 
it was written that way, that the first character's emotions were very important for the second characters. And both of them were very important for the next one and next one. And working with the multi-heroes, it's very important to remember this. Now I know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, it was an amazing lesson for me as a filmmaker. Because when I started to edit the film, I thought I would edit in a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is what I thought. It's going to be so easy. But then, you know, it's never easy. It's never easy when you, and I try to do this, when you try to uh, tell something important and difficult, you know, about like human being to touch something that it's very inside, you know, like those emotions that we try to hide every day. But at the end, what I try to do is to show them, right? I try to be very patient, which is very difficult for me, and uh, not to miss anything on the editing. Because, you know, when you work on a film for years or months, and then spend, you know, like five months in an editing studio, you just get used to some, you know, images, emotions, and behaviors. So it's very easy to miss something. So you have to be very um, open-minded all the time, actually, and conscious. How much do you, in those early edits, how much do you share that? Do you have like a group of comments? I do. I always do. You know, I always um, have people who I show their different cuts. I just like to hear what they think, you know, not even what they think, but what they see in a film. This is very interesting for me. It's a normal process. I do the same uh, thing when I write the film. I give different drafts of the script to different people who I trust. I know their film taste, and then I get the background, what they see in the story or what they can read in between the lines, you know? And it's very, very important for me, and it's something I always do, and it's something that I think I will always do, because it gives very nice perspective to your own work. So now um, United States of Love is out in the world and being released here in the UK today, actually. Yes. Can you tell us any more about that New York story that you teased? Did uh, you tell me anything about you know, it's uh, there is no uh, New York story yet. You know, like, I love New York, as I love London. I would love to make a film in London just as I would love to make a film in New York. Maybe in the future I would, you know. But this is something that might happen in a like, couple of years. But there are some places I would like to be and I would like to portray. What are you working on currently then? Do you know what you're I project? Yeah, I'm writing a new film now. It's going to be emotional portrait of 60-year-old woman. Also, I will try to portray difficult states of her, not only her, but like mostly her state of mind and her state of soul. Well, I will look forward to that. <laughs> you know, in a couple of, maybe next time when we meet because of that film, the new one, you will remind me what I said. <laughs> yeah, I Again. will tell it. This is what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Tomasz, thank you so much. It's great thank to you. catch up with thank you, you in person this time as well. So. Thank you. To get show notes for this episode or post a comment, visit us at directorsnotes.com. Director's Notes is released on a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license. All other materials remain the property of our guests. Support the show by telling a friend, blogging about us, or leaving a review in iTunes.
Every year, there are hundreds of great films of all types from around the world that don't get the exposure they deserve. It's our job to make obscurity a thing of the past, one film at a time.